Up For It with Courtney Ammenhauser. The best of the week. Clam chowder followed by beef steak on rice. God, it's a snack attack. Nick Jordan joins me for snack time. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Courtney Ammenhauser. <laughs> Nicholas Jordan, <laughs> yeah. today we are going to be talking about peanut butter. In an extra formal way. In a very formal way. We've already get started to get a bunch of texts on 0409 945 945 from mm, folks telling big us... Big opinions out there. Whoa, I didn't realise. I mean, I knew because we've already uh, disputed which is the best peanut butter off air. And today we're going to do it on the mic. Uh, we have some very differing opinions on which, what makes a good peanut butter. And if you've got one, I'd love to hear it. 0409-945-945. Someone saying crunchy with only one ingredient, peanuts, no added sugar or salt. That is from Ian. Thank you for mm. your text. Now, Nick, before we start talking about which ones we like before we do our live taste testing of various different varieties of peanut butter. Why are we talking about this? Okay. <laughs> Last week, so often when I come into the studio, Courtney is sitting in front of me and there'll be a little plate of peanut butter on the side. And then one week, I don't know, maybe... No, it was in this the was kitchen. Like, hey? It was in the kitchen. Oh, that's why. That's why. Because I was like, did you go to the bathroom or something? You can probably see where this is going. Anyway, the plate of peanut butter toast was left unmanned. And so I had an opportunity to do a fun experiment. And so I took it into the kitchen, which it sounds like it already was. It was already and, in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, we've established that. <laughs> and I just sprinkled some salt and quite a bit of sugar on it and mixed it all together. Mm -hmm. So, Courtney, that's you. You wouldn't see it. And then brought it back to you to taste. Me, completely unaware. And the result of that was... Nothing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what an anticlimactic story. I was just like, oh, I didn't notice. Me and Alex, the producer who sits behind me and there's like a glass window so he can see into the studio, <laughs> we were like just looking at you eagerly. <laughs> well, I mean, Which I was trying to play realize. it cool. Yeah, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Unlike this great segment. That's it. So, Nick, what is the history of peanut butter, this beloved uh, spread? Okay, okay, okay. It starts back in like... Super, super ancient times in mm. South America. There is some archaeological evidence of Incas grinding it in like mortar and pestle like things and turning it into a paste. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to know what they actually did with that. But a little kind of similar area that would have been in like Bolivia, Brazil area, a little bit later, maybe talking like 1500 BC here, there is some evidence of some Brazilian tribes who um, ground up the peanuts mixed it with maize and made a drink out of it. Mm, so this drink. was like its existence in kind of ancient South American cultures definitely existed in some form. Mm -hmm. We don't know a lot of details about that. But what we do know is that when people came to um, do awful things in South America, mm -hmm. they took peanuts to Europe and then to China and to Africa and they kind of spread around the world very quickly because they're uh, such an incredibly easy, lasting source of protein. So if you're on a boat and you need some protein which doesn't attract rats like crazy and go rancid really easily, peanuts, very useful thing. And yes, yeah, spread around the world, da 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 And then it came to America, which is crucial because like America is the birthplace of peanut butter as we know. Obviously, there are lots of kind of 
peanutty paste kind of things in many different cultures. Yes. Particularly, like, most people will be thinking of satay here. Yeah. But I'm just going to talk about American peanut butter for the moment, mostly because, like, it's convenient. <laughs> and it came to America via slavery because it had been introduced to Africa right. as a crop and the slave population eating it and then it kind of spread to America widely. And there was kind of two interesting parts to this story. First one is Dr. Kellogg, you know, the cereal guy? <laughs> I heard of him. Yeah, yeah, okay. He was a Seventh-day Adventist, kind of interesting guy. But he, in the, I think this was like late 1800s, early 1900s, had some quite different, like, scientific nutritional views to other people. And he was like, less meat, everyone, more plants. Mm -hmm. And particularly for old people who had lost their teeth because dental hygiene wasn't a particularly effective thing in America at that time. He was like, eat peanut butter. High source of protein. Mm -hmm. You can have it in your mouth and slap your gums around and still <laughs> digest it. That's something I've never said before. Slap your gums around. <laughs> oh, and um, he started running these... He had, like, some health clinics. I mean, back in the day, physicians would often have things called sanitation sanatoriums where you'd go and try to get healthy and he would serve peanut butter at these places and he had a lot of super wealthy clients people like um henry ford the car guy oh yeah and so people would go in there as sick people or they'd go in there to visit the people they know who are sick but quite a wealthy clientele and they would eat this peanut butter and like oh this is kind of interesting is this the place where they also were serving cereal you remember this from the muesli chat, hey? I do remember. Yeah, similar, actually, timing. Yeah. But the muesli was a little bit earlier, and that was in Switzerland. Okay. But similar vibe. Okay, cool. And then um, there was another interesting character who was... I always forget his name. Um, anyway, he was, he was a fellow in America who was actually born into slavery and became a free man when slavery was ruled out in Missouri. And... Weirdly, the like the slave owner on that particular place adopted these two former slaves as his kids. Mm -hmm. And this one person grew up and ended up becoming quite well educated and became a very um, renowned agriculturalist. And he was suggesting when cotton, which was a big plantation in the... Jeez, what a loaded word that is. In Southern America, they had like a big weevil problem. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those farms were owned by black Americans. Like, this is po post-abolition of slavery. And they had a lot of struggles. And this guy had done a lot of research into peanuts mm -hmm. and was like, this is, can be a much more effective crop. Also, there was, like, some kind of bad racist stuff going on where it's like white people were like, no, you cannot grow anything that's, like, an edible product. You can only grow cotton as, like, a you know, another kind of, like, oppressive structure. Yeah. And he was, like, really crucial in getting all of these peanuts grown in Southern America. Hmm. Fast forward a little bit. A chemist in, like, the 1920s found out a way to mix... You know how sometimes in the supermarket you'll see a peanut butter and it's, like, 80% peanuts and then, like, 20% or, like, 10% oil at the top? Mm, yeah. Because it's separated? Yeah. So when it's separated like that, it can go bad faster. It's like oh. the oil having, I don't know, access to air. Access to air. It's like, I'm free. But it actually becomes rancid that way. Oh, okay. And so he figured out some way to like change the temperature in which oil becomes a solid 
so it can just like conveniently mix with the peanut butter. And then he created like the modern kind of industrial form of peanut butter. That chemist actually went on to found the brand Skippy. Fans of American peanut butter may know what I'm talking about. Skippy is like a very famous peanut butter brand. Okay. Peanut butter brand. Peanut butter brand. It's just a great thing, isn't it? Great to say, great to eat. It's, I love peanut butter. No, me too. Uh, and if you love peanut butter, please text us 0409 945 945. Tell us what your favourite peanut butter brand is. Peanut butter brand. <laughs> We're going to go to a break. Uh, and when we come back, Nick, what are we going to be doing? We are going to be eating some peanut butter and having clag mouth on air. <laughs> clag mouth. So we rank. don't have any water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, stick around because it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be some, some challenges. Great ASMR for everyone. Very relaxed with yeah. this peanut butter chat. He's literally kicking back. Well, you just got a call as well. Beautiful old fashioned phone call from Jules, who's on the road. Thank you for calling in safely instead of texting while you're driving, letting us know that their favourite peanut butter is the one that you can get at the health food store where you can mix it with a few other, uh, I guess, ground up nuts, cashew butter, hmm. bit of almond butter in there. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Kellogg. Huge fan of that. Originally, when he was like serving the, pe- the, the nut pastes in his sanatoriums, he just did whatever nuts. Peanuts was just one of the many he chose. Actually, not a nut, though. It's a legume. There you go. There you go. That's why it's so high in protein. It 22%. That's a, quite a high rate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 50% fat, though. But, you know. Fat- yeah, it's got heaps of nice minerals in it, too. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say the name of the agriculturalist who was so crucial in getting a lot of black farmers growing peanuts mm-hmm. was George Washington Carver. We thank George for bringing us here to this beautiful peanut butter. Yeah, actually, you know what is one kind of thing I was just thinking in the halftime break about the history I didn't look into? What's that? Is who came up with the name peanut butter? Maybe it like, was I George. feel like that's so crucial to its popularity. How good does it sound? Like, if I served you pumpkin butter, does that sound appealing? Yeah. Versus <laughs> pumpkin paste. This or ground pumpkin. I remember when I was a kid, though, my dad used to be like, it's not peanut butter, that's American, it's peanut paste. That's mm. not how my dad sounds, by the way. Well, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, back in the day, um, peanut paste or peanut butter, whatever you want to call it, was actually seen as kind of a weird American thing in um, non-American English-speaking countries. Right. Producer Alex was also disgraced at the fact that some people eat peanut butter with butter. And I was like, but it's not butter. <laughs> yeah, I think this whole kind of which peanut butter is the best thing has to have a disclaimer where it's like, what's the use case this is of it. the peanut butter? Is it a dollop on top of your muesli? Is it in a smoothie? Is it on toast? What totally. kind of bread are you using? Oh, so you thought it was totally normal for me to use the term use case there? It's use like case? now that I've started an app, I, I suddenly meant. start saying use case. <laughs> Oh, brother. We have a message here from D-Banger and Bondi saying, peanut butter that lacks oil is a disgrace. A disgrace, they say. It must be crunchy and drip when eating it on hot, white sourdough toast. This is the doctrine of peanut butter rant over. That is from D-Banger in Bondi. Wowza, as in... Very passionate. D-Banger, 
That's... specifically wants his peanut butter to be separated? Uh, I guess so. They want it to be dripping. Dripping on the toast. I mean, yeah, okay. And that could mean it just means like it's very loose. Maybe he wants that whipped peanut butter. I feel like he just... It sounds like he's maybe a bit puritanical too. I'm sorry, D-Banger, that felt a bit aggressive. I feel like I know what D-Banger is talking about because when I made breakfast this morning, I was like at the bottom of the PB jar and it's a little dry because all of the oil had been yeah, kind of used at the need. top instead of like spread all the way around. And I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. You need you know. a bit of chemistry in your peanut butter. Get that hydrogenated... Hydrogenated? Hyd... Man, that is a hard word to say. I don't think I've, I've even... I, I think I need to read it properly to say it properly. Anyway, hydrogenated oil, which makes it... Hydrogenated? Uh, ...mixed, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. So it's all just one homogenous, smooth, beautiful industrial spread. You can see where my allegiances lie. Nick loves the industrialization of PB. Uh, we're going to talk about our faves now, and we're also going to do some live taste testing. Nick has brought me in... Three spoons of peanut butter, three different varieties lay out in front of me. One looks almost just like chewed up peanuts. Another one looks very pasty, uh, more like a, a, a really thick yogurt or like fudge even. Uh, mm. And the other one is a lot more oily and a little looser, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we try one? Yeah. Do you, should we go the oily loose friend first? <laughs> okay. Is that, show me. This one. Yep, okay. All right. So this is Maver's Dark Roasted Peanut Ooh, Butter. Dark Roast, okay. There's the clag mouth. Mm, yep. <laughs> it's a bit... Oh, it's a bit granular. You know what I mean? It's like kind of sandy. It's a lot on its own. It's very much just peanuts. It's very like earthy and has like kind of a slight bitterness. This probably comes from roasting it a lot. Oh, there's the roast I've got at the end. Mm, mm. I quite like it. Mm, I like it. I think, I think it'd be it better could, on bread. Yeah. It, I would guess it has a little bit of salt in it. Yeah, Mavis normally zero do. sugar. No sugar. Mm. Mm. I think you could balance it out a little bit with a bit of sugar. <laughs> um, what would you use this kind of peanut butter for? Oh, look, if I was actually someone who liked making smoothies, I'd guess I'd put it in a smoothie. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I think it would be really nice in a sauce. Ah, Because okay. it's like got a kind of more roasty, toasty feel. Speaking of sauces, Joe just sent me a message saying the best thing that happened to peanut butter was satay sauce. Well, I think I don't probably know what the satay predates peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, but... I want to you know. look into that, but yeah. Uh, Doug also getting in touch saying you need to store your PB upside down to prevent the oil going to the top and going... Doug, you've just changed my life. Thank you. What was that? Turning the peanut butter jar upside down. You know how I was saying I got to the bottom today and the, it was all kind of like... Ooh, that's a really good tip. Dry as wow. a bone. I yeah. mean, you could also buy bigger peanut butter. Talking about that, let's go into our <laughs> next taste test. Okay. Bigger peanut butter. I wonder who's into this one. He puts the whole thing in his mouth. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Waste not, what not. <laughs> it is Ooh, good. that is a smooth <laughs> texture. Oh, that is really tasty. It's crunchy. Mm. Yeah. It's, um... It's really yummy. <laughs> it's really good. Far out. Oh my gosh. It's a bit sweet. It's, it's a, bit, a little I mean, bit like, like dessert. Bigger peanut butter <laughs> is a real classic taste. It tastes like my childhood. It's just so designed. Yeah. Right? It feels a little bit too good to have for breakfast, don't you think? That's a terrible philosophy to live your life. <laughs> 
This no. is too good, so I'm going to say it's very, um, like, Catholic of you. Maybe just self-flagellate <laughs> after this talk. <laughs> no, I just feel like, I don't know, I think it would just be, like, too much first thing in the morning for me. But now, here, we'll see. I'll let you know after today. Mm. That's quite a sweet aftertaste, mm. which I'm just going to say I'm a big fan of. The sweetness? We've, yep. got, we've got one more to try. Okay, let's go straight into it. This is uh, uh, probably a crowd favourite, Pix Peanut Butter. So this one you can actually see. This is the one that looks like chewed up peanuts sitting in a vat of oil. I don't like it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Courtney's doing a very, like, child-like <laughs> disgusted face. Maybe you give a <laughs> kid, like, a lemon. <laughs> it's not good. It's really crunchy. It's, like, two different things. Mm -hmm. It's oil, all pulled. It's like this weird... Thick paste pulled in a in oil. Mm, it's so crunchy you don't get too much of the actual. Like when you have the bigger one, it's like having a kind of like a. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible. It's food words are so hard. <laughs> no, that's my job. Says the food writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you eat the the bigger one, it's like you can feel the smoothness of the paste. But yeah. it, with the Pix one, that like quickly fades away, and you're just actually chewing on the nuts. Making peanut butter again in your mouth. Yeah, it's like deconstructed peanut butter. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas the bigger is definitely constructed. I think it could do with a bit of salt and sugar. I, I feel like it could do with a little more blending. Yeah. It's a little... T it, I don't know. A bit of salt, definitely. So has this has it, how does this make you feel, trying these three different kinds? Well, then none of them are the ones that I usually purchase, but I would probably go with the Mavers one if I was going to go for a PB out of those three. I did enjoy the nostalgia of the bigger, I will say that. Mm. Uh, the last one. You said everyone's familiar with it. Not a fan. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes... Okay, this is where I'm going to try and get a bit philosophical about right. peanut butter. <laughs> I think it's, like, sort of related. Remember the other the week we were talking about food education? Yeah. That lacking so much in Australia and our associations with different things really informing the way we use things. I think because we don't... Our food education isn't based on, like, the use of ingredients and thinking about flavours, but it's about, like, associations with different ingredients from different cultures. Like, with this ingredient, you do X. With this ingredient, you do X. Rather than thinking about kind of the flavour profile of the thing. Mm. And when it comes to seasoning, I think that throws people off a bit. It's like you'd only season things with any previous associations you have. And I think the story kind of around peanut butter has like, in Australia at least, has become sort of like a, a like, it's been packaged in the ideological way of like, this is kind of a pure thing that's enjoyed on its own. Mm. And any kind of addition to that is like heretical. But, you know, salt literally is like a flavour enhancer. It doesn't just add saltiness to thing. It literally, like, how salt works chemically, it opens up your taste buds yeah. to make you taste more. Mm. Sugar is it's a little bit different in that it doesn't, like, open up your taste buds, but as, like, a combination to something else, it will, like, change the other flavours of a thing rather than just making it sweeter and adding it to something which maybe has a tiny bit of bitterness or, like, a lot of savouriness can be like a big flavour enhancer. So when you have the bigger one, for instance, it's not just a little extra sweetness, but it's changing the flavour of the peanuts as well. Mm, yeah. And it's a whole different experience with mm. that, the uh, structural integrity of the paste. It's really say. true. But sugar has become such a bad word. It's like hard to think about adding it to something 
unless it's in some kind of like I don't know ideological digestible form like honey We're like oh yeah that's okay that's like a natural thing that's good for me but like sugar grows <laughs> sugar gross or made in a lab gross <laughs> well you know what I mean right yeah 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 so I'm sorry to disagree like so much with all of the people who text in generally I'd say all peanut butters are great like the worst peanut butter is such a good product yeah you're right yeah. We're lucky to have it's so a, many It depends. Options. Like we were talking about earlier on the case. Peanut butter and butter is a bit of a weird one because it's just like you have a really fatty product I and I, you're adding more fat to it. Beautiful. The more fat, the better. Peanut butter and jam, I'm into particularly like a more sour jam. Peanut butter and Nutella is good. You know what? Actually, this is the thing I was thinking about last night. What doesn't peanut butter go with? Honestly. Nick, I think we have to wrap it up, but before we go... I feel like we only, like, you know, <coughs> tickled the top of the iceberg. Honestly, we That's could just phrase. have two hours. That is the phrase. <laughs> yeah. Two hours of PB chats. I do want to know, though, if you're going into the supermarket, which one are you grabbing? Bega. Bega. That's your top Or tier. the Aldi American brand. Skippy? Oh, no. Nah, it's, it's actually called, like, Aldi American peanut butter or something. It's okay, so great. delicious. Well, there you go. If you want to try the, the peanut butter that Nick Jordan gets, Aldi American peanut butter. We'll be good. We'll catch you next Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. FBIRadio.com. Listener.